we made as kids. I'm your host and the middle child, Allegra. I'm Gray and I'm the youngest. Sorry, I'm not used to this. <laughs> I'm Holland and wow, what a hole. I'm the oldest. <laughs> that sounds so dirty. <laughs> it's like when Holland said old enough to fuck. <laughs> Holland, I think another good one you could have done is we love you. <laughs> I know. I was considering doing that one too. <laughs> All right. Um, so I want everyone who's listening to know that this is our second attempt at recording today because right now it is three thirty slash six thirty, you know, Pacific East Coast, and we started recording earlier at eight slash eleven, but Allegra. <laughs> Right before we were going to start recording, Allegra realized she watched the wrong movie. So he had to pause, let Allegra watch the correct movie, and reconvene. So that's where we are right now. Holland almost had a nervous breakdown, <laughs> rightfully so, because she is the backbone. The she is the backbone of our podcast and was like, I have to deal with all of this. Yeah, this um, is just like giving me less time to edit. And I also. As the time of recording, I've been suffering from COVID over the last week. So I'm like, just one more thing on my plate. <laughs> well, great. I have to say, it meant a lot to me for you to step in and be like, Holland, you got a lot of other things going on. You don't need to take great it all out on middle Allegra. child today. <laughs> like, oh my God. Never in my life have I been... So seen or defended by Greg Baker, like I was gonna cry. I'm like, oh my god! I was gonna cry too, Allegra. <laughs> just saying, it was a good. I was just along for the ride. I thought it was funny. Greg, so I was like, whatever. Such a good middle child. I've never been more proud of you. I mean, I was just like, I don't have anything else going on today. Meg and I were just gonna like do chores and play disc golf, and we did both of those things earlier than we would have otherwise done because I wasn't recording in the first thing in the morning. So it all worked out. Yeah, so I watched Fred Claus 2 as intended. <laughs> Is there well, a actually, Fred Claus 2? You should uh, get into the second segment and announce this movie. Yeah. All right. Hope Skype doesn't kick me out for the second time. Colin hasn't even noticed, but I've, Skype has dropped me twice already. Oh, no. <laughs> Great. Um, so each week, one of us has to present a movie to be critiqued, while the other two siblings score it based on five specific categories. No, I will not tell you what the categories are. Follow along. 
three tweaks. Uh, score will be added up, um, and at the end of the season, the sibling with the most points wins, while the loser will be uh, gently encouraged to try better next year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> AKA punished <laughs> by the uh, winner. Lager, Lager, how understanding. Lager, how come you didn't work my edits? What are you doing? <laughs> what edits? Hold on. I added the word each in like six more times into that. <laughs> into that. I kept skipping them. I'm like, damn, the word each is in here too much. <laughs> yeah, I kept doing it. Each score. We added up each time. And at the end of each season, the sibling with the most points, blah, 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 blah. I was like, this is so poorly written, Gray. <laughs> this one. Uh, no, Gray takes over to. This you week, have a really good... did you even say what we're doing? Yeah, you haven't even told the movie yet. <laughs> That's not in the script. Usually, it says yes, this it week. Is. What? Dot dot dot. <laughs> oh, um, it's Come Home Alone too. Hooray! Reading. Lost in New York. It's a grid system, motherfucker. God, someone's reading comprehension skills are being put to the test today. <laughs> Listen, I was a history major, which meant that I had to learn how to skim read so hard. It was like, get the gist. Like, do you know who you're time. talking to? Journalism majors. But don't yes. you, like, don't you, like, need to know facts or something? <laughs> yeah, Didn't you? Yeah, but you had to read so much fucking shit every day. <laughs> Anyways, enough about our useless majors that <laughs> Only really... only Holland is using I in mean, her profession. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Raise your hand if you use your degree. <laughs> no hands. I, my degree has definitely taken me a long way. I'm not in journalism anymore though. So it's adjacent. It is a it's digital adjacent, yeah. Um anyways, yeah, we're watching Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Um let me give a brief synopsis. I told you the guys this this morning, but I'm always super bummed out when the summaries are good, <laughs> so it's not going to be entertaining. But anyways, for those of you that for some reason have not seen this movie, Kevin McAllister is back, but this time he's in New York City with enough cash and credit cards to turn the Big Apple into his own playground. But Kevin won't be alone for too long. The notorious wet bandits, Harry and Marv, still smarting from their last encounter with Kevin, are bound for New York City too, plotting a huge holiday heist. Kevin's ready to welcome them with more battery of booby traps the bumbling bandits will never forget. I Thank like, you, Anthony Pereira. I like the way that you read that because it sounded like they weren't going to New York City too, T-O-O. <laughs> it sounded like T-W-O. <laughs> New York City too. New York City to New to New York to City. Nice. <laughs> and um, two said, "Don't call it a comeback. I've been here for years because <laughs> what a delightful film." Mm-hmm. I had a good time. Mm-hmm. I had a good time too. I will say, I did um, like a good time too. I did like the first one better, <laughs> but this yeah. one yeah. is not bad. So no good sequel. Yeah, not good a better sequel. movie, but it's a good, good sequel. Solid sequel. Um, yeah. It came out in 1992. Only Holland was alive, so I de- we definitely did not see this in theaters. No. I don't think I saw this movie until like a couple years after watching the first one, Same. like yeah. during Christmas time. 
I have a feeling this was a hanging out at the cousin's house movie when I watched it for the first it. time. We definitely didn't. We did own not it. own it. I don't even think we owned the first one. I feel like this might have. I don't think we did either. I feel like it's on. It's on TV a lot. It's on TV a lot, yeah. but I can't remember if we watched it for the first time on TV or I feel like we definitely rented it at least like one or two times. Just I feel like eventually we were like, you know what? We haven't seen this yet. Let's like right. I, om- I om- almost want to say we saw the third one before we saw the second one. I'm Agreed. pretty sure that's Probably. true. I think that is true. Because like, I have the impression, I don't even know if this is true or not, that the first time I watched this movie was not from the beginning. I don't know mm. if I like walked in on someone already watching it, or if I caught this on TV just in chunks before I ever saw it in full. Yeah. I can't remember. But yeah, it's definitely, I like, the first one is definitely one that I think we've seen more. But like, this one was fine. Honestly, it's probably good that we switched out the nostalgia category. Ooh, true. Just because right. there was a lot of this movie that I didn't remember. I mean, I remembered a lot of it, so I must have seen it like a fair amount of times, but I think my Christmas spirit score is higher than what my nostalgia Hell would yeah. have been. Yeah. I think so too. Um, the only thing is that I definitely got like certain scenes from them like from both movies uh where they're each still at like the the whole family's at the McAllister house uh-huh. confused yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. I always thought the shower like the uncle in the shower scene was from the first one but it's in the second one and blah 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 we can get into it further but yeah and I, feel I like do have some talk... nostalgia and I think it is just because we did watch them you know pretty somewhat frequently yeah, as yeah, yeah. kids definitely the first one way more and the third one probably, probably the most, i've honestly. seen the third one more than i've seen the first <laughs> not anymore yeah, but yeah. there was a time yeah. when the rc car was all i cared about <laughs> yeah and i, feel well, like I haven't the... seen the third one since young childhood and i feel like the talk boy device is really iconic and I feel like that's something that... It was created because of this movie. Yeah, and... It didn't exist before this movie. And, I... and then oh. because it was so cool, they like made one. Yeah, I remember and reading about And it's pink that. and purple counterpart, the talk girl. Of course. We got to gender them. But... Yes, of but course. But I feel like that is such an iconic part of this franchise that I can see it getting confused with being in the first one, too. Right. Like, I, I forgot um... how many, like iconic parts of the second one there are like it's rivaling like the references of the first one i feel like like you know what i mean like it had its well this movie definitely has more i have a more commonly referred reference from this movie because of john mulaney that allegra already said earlier (laughs) um then i do the first one but that's not even a reference from the movie um but did our did mom or dad have any thoughts about this movie? Yeah, dad asked mom. Dad just texted me and said I asked him any thoughts on Home Alone two. He said not really. They tried to strike gold twice, but slightly missed. And then mom sent me a voice note that I haven't listened to yet, so I'll play that right now. Home Alone two is that the one you were watching in the famous um, photo of you and all the cousins on the bed in. Uncle Steve's Auden Chase house. Um, that photo always reminds me of Home Alone too. Um, 
Yeah, that was a staple in the house. Awesome movie. I think that was Home Alone 3, but sure. (laughs) (laughs) One last thing about Home Alone 3. I feel like we watched that movie when it wasn't even Christmas time. Yeah, we watched it a lot. (laughs) We watched it a lot. Well, I do think, and I do, I think it's a theme that, again, I will talk about later, but I feel like each Home Alone iteration became less and less focused around Christmas. Yeah. (laughs) It became more and more focused on violence. (laughs) Like, yeah, exactly. I'm pretty sure Home Alone 3, like, the only part that really had to do with Christmas was that he got that RC car for Christmas. Right. Yeah. Like, I don't even know. I don't even really remember if it was during Christmas because he was just, like, homesick. Yeah, he had the chicken pox. Yeah. Well, wrong movie. Yeah. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> we'll get to Let's it. get our pre-watch notes going and start talking about the movie. It's sort of like in the Princess Switch, where even though the first two Princess Switch movies take place during Christmas, Christmas has no app bearing on the plot whatsoever. Yeah. I wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't want. Allegra's it. like, I gotta make references to this. I have to make use of this to like make it worth. <laughs> make my punishment (laughs) worth it (laughs) so carrie and colkin has a much bigger role in this movie than he did in home alone one just like vanessa hudgens three has her own (laughs) movie at the end of the trilogy okay um who wants to start pre-watch i'll start pre-watch um this time kevin makes it to the airport but then gets on the wrong plane ends up in nyc and has himself a heck of a time pizza and a limo fancy room at i think the plaza ice cream in bed tim curry is there so is trump at that one time (laughs) uh wet bandits are now sticky bandits and find kevin and want to do stuff to him (laughs) kevin makes booby traps at his uncle's house that's under renovations and befriends a crazy bird lady (laughs) wow you remembered a lot of details like sticky Uh, bandits very random details can i go next yeah because I, I basically, you know how much I hate to write down my notes. Um, and I feel like almost like my notes in spirit are Gray's word for word. Um, <laughs> it's the exact same movie, but now in New York, Tim Curry, Pigeon Lady. I feel like I watched this on TV. That's it. Beautiful. Okay. Mine are honestly pretty similar to Gray's. Kevin makes it to the airport, but gets on the wrong plane and goes to New York instead of Florida. Pizza in a limo. Tim Curry works at the hotel. Iconic I love you VHS tape scene. Bird lady. Kevin sets traps for the robbers in an abandoned brownstone. I didn't remember that it was his uncle's house until, like, they were saying it. I do vaguely remember, although in my brain, for some reason, I kept I kept thinking that they mentioned an aunt, but I think my child brain just implied that this was a married heterosexual man. <laughs> that was never stated. Yeah, it was never. Actually, although, yeah, it was. It was like, yeah, it was. They said his name and his wife's name, but I don't remember what the... Like, yeah, like, are was. they still in Paris? Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, let's get down to the, the, real, the real important part, which are the scores. Okay. So, I feel an Im- immense amount of pressure because this score really you know is dependent on who gets last or who gets second yeah and so like i really tried to be as like on- like i didn't want to be too kind 
and sway it one way, and I didn't want to be too harsh. So, like, I, my scores were back-breaking. Allegra, if you can pull them up, like, it's all good. What do you but mean we'll just we'll just get started. <laughs> well, because I I wanted to be as just as possible. I just want as that on the record. I really, back. yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. So I put my Christmas spirit at a six. Wow, six. that's low. Like I said, it's just because I felt like it was less Christmassy than the first one. These are all arguable. Well, two of them are not. All right. But well, I have three notes. of them are arguable. I have a notepad in front of me. I'm gonna write this shit down. <laughs> yeah, like it's like <laughs> it's coming down to the nitty gritty well, points. Not as Christmassy. Um, I have an eight. For Christmas spirit, because I agree, yeah. it's not as Christmassy as the first one, but it's still very, like, very, Christmas. very Christmas in New York. It's still like well, maybe they only I'm really biased. pulled it to Christmas in the last like twenty minutes. I feel hard like. disagree. The, like but I'm the middle, down. the middle like hour of the movie like really didn't have anything to do that much with Christmas. I will. I'm it was him trying to. It was him trying to pull off his ruse at the hotel and him trying to, you know, get away from the bandits. But yeah, otherwise, it wasn't but I really... Feel like, I, I feel like I feel it was ready to still... argue this, but let's move on. Okay, yeah. Yeah, we'll move on. Mm. Sit through ability, I have a nine. I have an eight. Oh, yeah. Perfect. It was really long. <laughs> it was pretty long. I did watch it in two stints, but it didn't. it was just because I was getting tired. Not because I wasn't into the movie. I'm happy with um, both of those scores. No, don't change them. Okay. Appropriate for children, I have a 10. Same. Perfect scores. Um, does it hold up? I have a 10. I don't think there's anything that pulled it away. Yeah, I have a nine. Um, we could. I. I'm happy to be argued. I don't remember why. I watched this movie on Thursday, so it's been a couple days. So I have to like re-remember why. I did all of these scores, so we'll, we can get into it. Yeah. Can I follow? I have a seven. Same. Okay. So, Allegra, things are looking pretty decent for you right now. I won't do the calculations now because there's no, no point. Don't worry it about It doesn't math. matter. But I will, um, yeah, don't... I will say I did not get an extra point in the poll. It was actually pretty close. The four giving me an extra point and the against giving me an extra point votes were tied and then there was one stay the same vote so i just it stayed the same so you got my 97 of elf to work with still just an fyi <laughs> i didn't get <laughs> i didn't give but you only need what like an 86 or something to beat me right I can't remember uh, what the points were. I think Don't it was 86 that. to tie. Let me confirm. I just. I but we'll to, confirm later. We'll confirm later. Don't worry about as, it, Holland. I'd want us to just focus on this movie and not worry about the score. Yeah. Right. As in, like, the context of the of the thing. I was yes, like, I, I agree. I wrote so many notes. Like, so many more than I usually write. Um, the first note I do want to address Same. before we get into actual arguments is, like, a reference that only Holland will get. I'm sorry, Gray. Um, you know, in the beginning of the movie where it's like, stay at the Plaza Hotel and it's like a game show. Did you catch the name of the game show? No. It's called Ding Dang Dong. Oh my God. 
That's another ding, Drag ding, Race ding, UK ding, reference. Ding, song. <laughs> ding, ding, dong. <laughs> UK. It was well. I do so. It was like a. It was like kind of loosely based on Jeopardy because it was like I'll take Dang for what's in the Dang category, and I'm just thinking what's in the Dong category. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyways, what is Dong? (laughs) Guys, I'll take Dong for five (laughs) hundred. Could you imagine having to go on a family vacation every single year with? every family member every During single family member christmas i the... would have a mental breakdown every year if i had to do yes that. well i already do but i'd have more exactly <laughs> traveling it for would christmas... be Sorry. so shitty just that so many people having to do so many things together like you don't have a second and of breathing room this family is always late. I'm like, they're the most irresponsible <laughs> travelers ever. They always know, sleep through dude. their alarm. They always somehow unplug it. And they're like, we did it again. I'm like, if it were me, if I had done that once, I would be so paranoid about it happening again that I would double and triple check my alarm every time I had to be somewhere the next day because I would have been yeah. traumatized from the first time that it happened. Also, Seriously. zooming through the airport, like losing their child again. They like again. You'd think that they would like have Kevin on a fucking leash, like everywhere <laughs> they went after that Dude, first seriously. movie happened. Like literally, like, why did Kathleen O'Hara not search the plane and count all of her children once they were at cruising altitude? Yeah. Like, why did she just trust? Yeah. I mean, I know there was like a half a second when they got to the gate and she's like, wait, I just want to make sure everyone makes it on. And they're like, it's fine. It's fine. But it's like, that was the only moment where she was like concerned about where her, all of her children were. Yeah. I also like the whole, like, uh, it also is such a realistic thing for like a 10 year old to be like, no, I need the batteries right now. I yeah. need them yeah. right yeah. now. <laughs> I need to put them in right now when we're at the most stressful time of trying to make our flight. He's like, I'm going to stop right here and there. It's like, do it on the fucking plane, bro. Yeah. yeah You're just going to be running through the airport right now do. anyway. You're not going to use it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I mean, again, um, it does help set up the whole, like, I have my dad's wallet so I can pay for things in New York. But. Oh, no, absolutely. Yeah. I'm just saying it's so, it's realistic. Yeah, it helps it, yeah. the hold-up score. It That's helps true. the follow-ability It helps the follow-ability score. Dude, yeah. this family is so rich. It's just, I feel like yes. we talked about it in the first one, but, like, again, this movie just, like, confirms this movie is rich, rich. Like, his uncle has, like, that big, giant-ass brownstone on the Upper West Side that they're renovating, and in the meantime, they're in Paris. Like, this family yeah. has, like probably has old family money also the fact that both the families that they travel with all the time each of them have five kids each which is like so many kids yeah and just kevin's dad is paying for the whole family vacation. yeah right okay yeah Holly? okay and it's gotta be he's from chicago he's from it's chicago i'm s- his no he's from chicago his uncle lives in new york it's a mafia thing <laughs> Yeah, 
It's the Irish mob, the McAllister Irish mob. I thought you were going to say he was the sausage king of Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, hey, it's Colin... a, it is a John Hughes movie. It could be the connection. Oh, shit. Well, oh, the second shit. one is not. Yeah, it is. No, no second no. movie is Chris Columbus. It's written by John Hughes, though. Oh, yeah, it is written by John Hughes, but it was directed uh, by Chris Columbus. Yeah. Um, Who I think makes I a cameo. Did... I think I saw him make a cameo in the toy store with his daughter. Oh, really? I think so. Holland, I know we never watched this movie, but you know that Macaulay Culkin does play the live-action version of Richie Rich in the 90s. I did know that. I have never seen that movie, though. But I do want to talk about how Kevin's plan works for as long as it does swindling the hotel because he knows exactly how to weaponize his dad's wealth and power. <laughs> like, yeah. It's big. My father will hear about this energy the whole time. True. Like there's no way he doesn't he's used actually, to it. He does yes. this shit all the time at his school. Right. Like, he's swinging. You could also sausage King of Chicago dick around <laughs> all over. You could also tell his, you know, their stat, their social status, Whenever he like talks to the pigeon lady and she's talking about how like her life was in shambles and he's like, yeah, I get it too. Sometimes people are mean to me and you're just like, you don't fucking get it, kid. Also, the fact that so we got these roller skates, the fact... you know, roller skates. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the fact that we exactly. never learned pigeon lady's name, she's literally credited as pigeon lady. It's like Kevin never even asks her what her name is, but she knows he's Kevin. Like, right. <laughs> what the fuck? She. He's literally like, you can you can put all of your love and trust into me, a 10-year-old boy who doesn't even live in this city. Never asks her name. No. But they're going to be friends forever. And all, she, and all he gives her is a turtle dove ornament. He, he's got a lot of cash in his bag, and he doesn't give and, her shit. <laughs> and he pays for her hot chocolate, Holland. Right. <laughs> but she, like, um, gives him a place to, like, stay when he's on the streets. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. I also, I just before we get straight into New York, I do have a couple. Um, I have one more note of pre-airport, and it is. It's a it's a twofer. One is that candle prank that Buzz pulled isn't even funny. I know. No. I know. I wrote like. And cat. second of all, yeah. Kevin should not be at fault exactly. for everyone else falling. Fuck Buzz. Yeah. Yeah, fuck yeah. Buzz. I wrote... Okay. I, I, wrote a, I wrote the exact same thing, Gray. I wrote down, would this really warrant this amount of laughter? I don't think so. And then also, how is Buzz not the one in trouble here? And spinning into that, I think both of the Home Alone movies, both of these movies, do a really good job of putting you firmly on Kevin's side because his family sucks. <laughs> like, yeah. His family sucks. And is like dude. irrational. Oh. Yeah. Catherine O'Hare is a bad mom. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Dad's clearly absentee. Yeah. Only cares about work. He hardly says a word to Kevin in either movie. And the mom is just like, you know. They're expecting too much completely of this full child. Of, completely full of guilt from how much she comes short in her teachings to him and then just does it every year fucks up again 
and then like tries to redeem herself and he's just like i'm just happy to see you yeah he is 10 years old meanwhile buzz looks like he's pushing 40 like there is someone who should know better in this situation yeah yeah also it's unrealistic He's the baby. He would get favored. Exactly. Let's Buzz, all again, be honest here. Buzz is the Gray, oldest child. Gray, yeah, Gray <laughs> yes. is completely correct. Buzz would be the one in trouble for causing all this shit because he should know better. He's the oldest. He should be the responsible one. I can say that as an oldest child who got in trouble for riling you two up. So even if you guys did something wrong, it was still my fucking fault. Okay, it was your fault, though. You did rile us up, though. So Yeah, I don't know about exactly that. Oh, I don't know. You guys are, should be responsible for your own actions up to a certain point. But but I am still oh, really? on. No, but I'm still You're on. You're preaching to a pretty biased. <laughs> jury right Still now on kevin's side because he was doing his solo and his stupid fucking brother was making fun of him behind him and he ruined the whole thing and then because kevin found out about it and like reacted like a 10 year old would he accidentally caused like everyone to fall down on the bleachers but like that is directly because of buzz being a dick like uh, how is he yeah. not in trouble kevin? Good for Kevin hearing an entire auditorium of people laughing during his solo, and he's like, "The show must go on." Exactly, like, I can't he keeps not going. Finish my solo. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I completely Sidebar. forgot about the pageant too. By the way, I had no memory of this. I have a related Christmas Same. anecdote. Last year, mom takes us to the Palace Verde uh, Nutcracker, you know, like local performance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We take our stepdad, who, if you if we haven't said this already, falls asleep in any dark room, immediately. <laughs> I even though he's the one that insists we go see fucking Christmas uh, Carol every year. Like, yeah, the Christmas Carol every year. He has such major. Theater. He has such major FOMO that like there is no way we couldn't take him to the Nutcracker. Anyway, we're like deep into the nutcracker we're in like the final bits of the nutcracker and our stepdad wakes up and like there's no one in this theater it's a small local theater there's like 11 people in the audience including us we're staring we're almost eye to eye with the stage basically and he just goes oh it's still going on oh my god ballerina doesn't even flinch keeps that beautiful smile around her face she keeps going i'm like you're a goddamn professional (laughs) and like i'm tempted to change seats you're like i don't want to be associated with him (laughs) pretty funny because he and my and mom are coming to san francisco this week to to go see the nutcracker i think carly might be going too I can't remember if that's happening. Oh, really? I know they talked sure about the... it, but I don't know if they confirmed. And I'm sure the tickets were $15, just like the performance that we saw. Yep. <laughs> I'm actually really excited to um, to go. I haven't seen the Nutcracker in a while. I know. And... I love the San Francisco one. I haven't been in so long. And our Nutcracker VHS had Macaulay Culkin in it. Oh, yes, it, it did. did. That was New York City ballet, though. Uh, so, once Kevin gets to New York, um, and he's doing all the sightseeing, I I learned from looking up trivia that I must have, if I had seen this movie 
on like VHS or something, it would have only been once and like one of the first times. And I've only ever seen it on TV since because they had that flyaway shot where he's on top of the twin towers, I know, that which was, was like kind of spooky. Yeah, it was. And it I was guess spooky. so after 9-11, they took that out of broadcast tapings. But in 2018, they put it back in. Oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah, because that definitely was like, don't I don't that. think I've ever seen that shot. Yeah, so that was that's eerie. an interesting little tidbit. Because like at first it's like he walks up to them, and I'm and then in my head I'm like, wow, that's so weird. Because I used to work by Ground Zero, and I've only I've never been I had never been to New York before 2001, so I never saw it like that. I've only seen it like with the fountains and everything. So I was just like mm-hmm. reflecting. I'm like wow, that's so bizarre seeing that courtyard space like with the buildings there. And then the next shot, he's like on top of one. And I was like, this is this. I don't know how to feel about that. It was, yeah, it was just very eerie and weird and like sad. Yeah, it was super, it was super bizarre. This is, I think, the first time I've seen Home Alone 2 since I lived in New York. Me too. And so I'm just like. Oh my god, I know most of the places that are happening. Like I'm like, you just rock around Times Square, like whatever. <laughs> I know when during the- Yeah, I recognized a lot of it too because I was just there. And you where stayed. I was like, Oh yeah, Rockefeller Center. Yeah. And then I'm like, Okay, he's at Battery Park, and now he's at like Gra- or now Ground yeah, Zero, but World Tower. the World Trade yeah. Center. I'm like, Oh, he's Central just doing Park a whole South. little loop. Yeah, like he started kind I of up north. Like in Midtown. Yeah. Went to Chinatown, went to Battery Park. Went to World Trade Center. I'm like, he's doing a little J. Yeah, and I was like, and I feel like the, the order that they presented made logical sense. He wasn't like hopping all over yeah. the place. It was like he was just heading downtown. That's, what, that's like exactly what I was trying to keep track of is if it made sense or if he was just like, he's at Rockefeller Center and then he's at Battery Park and then he's at like you Twin know Towers. somewhere somewhere random and then he's back down at yeah back whatever the plaza. and classic <laughs> rich kid you never see this kid go in the subway it's all taxis. <laughs> oh 100 percent. yeah yeah he's slinging his dad's dough around all throughout <laughs> love, the city i fucking love the idea of this little tiny baby boy getting out of jfk hailing a cabbie in this cabbie sees an unaccompanied minor um goes, excuse me i'm pretty sure that that was laguardia yeah it was way closer to the city like i'm like there's no way you'd get that view that he sees outside of the airport at jfk that's like even though i don't even think that view was in laguardia that looked like that was like firmly (laughs) in queens right across from the from manhattan all right so i i opened up my map because i was like there's no way i don't know if there's any view that exists like that but yeah i have no idea so he's Pulling up out of Newark, and <laughs> he hops into a cab, and the cabbie sees an unaccompanied minor, and he goes, "Yeah, hop in, kid. I'll take you to the plaza. <laughs> like, where's your dad? I don't care. New York City. Yeah, no, nobody yeah. in New York cares. Like, nobody in New York like gives a shit. They're like, yeah, whatever. Okay, let's go. <laughs> and I don't. Have you guys seen Taxi? No. Like, did you ever see that movie? I have not seen no. that thing. Uh. The only thing I remember from that movie, really, it's like, it's all monologues. And it opens up with him, Do you mean like, Taxi Driver? Taxi Driver, right. But it's like... Taxi's the mo- movie with Jimmy Fallon and Queen Latifah. <laughs> <laughs> <A> taxi 
driver from like 1980 <laughs> Robert or whatever. Robert De Niro. He's like driving around town in the opening. He's like, every night, every morning after a night of taxi driving, I gotta wipe blood and cum out the back of my seat. And I'm like, oh, gross. <laughs> oh, it was the <laughs> 70s. <laughs> Just like, like, this is right when like New York starts to change from like extremely skeevy to more touristy. Yeah. So I'm just like, what an interesting little time capsule this movie is. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, make Donald Trump irrelevant again. Oh my god. Yeah. This is our second so I, DT tr- cameo this year. I know. I hope it's our last. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can't. I, mean, I can't think of any what other, other movies, movies that he's he in, in. So hopefully it's our last. But also, like, yeah, the plaza. I'm just like. That hotel is so expensive. Like, I know they're rich, rich, but, like, I'm even, I'm, like, during Christmas time at the plaza, first of all, would there even be any Uh, open reservations? Let alone, I mean, maybe because he's, like, give me all the sweets. Maybe, like, only the sweets are open or something. But, like, yeah, I'm just, like, my, I, I was, like, my pockets were hurting, even though I wasn't even, this is a movie and I wasn't paying for it, but I was like, oh, God, even getting, like, tea at the plaza is, like, 150 bucks or something. It's crazy. Anyway. That's he's so got, crazy. He's got that Sausage King money, man. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, uh, I just looked up Donald Trump's IMDb, and there's only one potential movie on this <laughs> list that he is in that we could see. would be on our list coming. What is it? Coming Zoolander. Oh. Uh, I do not remember him being in that movie. Me neither. I haven't seen that movie. But seen that he movie plays himself. He makes a cameo as himself. Oh um, Is Jingle Bell Rock also forever, like, altered by Mean Girls for you? That, like, when you hear yes. it in this innocent context where he's, like, swimming in the pool, I'm like, I, it's Mean Girls. Every time the cue of when they slap their leg hands on their legs yeah. happens, I just like I'm like, and that's when they do that. <laughs> yeah, I I always just imagine like it was like the the shot of the parents reacting to that <laughs> yeah. scene in Mean yeah. Girls. Um, because you're I'm just imagining like sixteen year old girls doing this, how uncomfortable like every parent is like, yeah. oh yeah. my god, why are, why is this happening? Please make it stop. Um, so Kevin's little story to the hotel receptionist is so fucking charming when he is like <laughs> guilt tripping and gaslighting and like all of that, but it's just so he's gaslight girl boss. Yeah. yeah. Macaulay Culkin is so fucking charismatic. <laughs> I mean, there's it a reason he was everywhere, he's man. So he's cute. very good. I know. He's so good. Mm-hmm. And then Rob Schneider, I said, good thing he's not playing a foreign person in this movie. <laughs> I that he was in this until like i saw his name Same. in the credits and i was like oh yeah he's like the bellhop guy i saw his name in the credits and i didn't make the connection i'm like who the fuck is he in this <laughs> and then i was and then like, when i saw him it i was reminded and i was like cedric i think this is his least inseparable role that he's oh ever god. played <laughs> oh my god Hold on. i have a suggestion for the tiktok like okay. last year when we tried to do a home alone tiktok we got like flagged for violence and no one saw it right <laughs> wait because the freaking what's his face joe pesci's head got caught on fire which they did again in this movie which i did not remember 
I have a non-violence-related TikTok that's actually kind of topical. Okay. Okay, the second I, Tim Curry is on scene, he, like, smells a fucking rat. He, like, looks mm-hmm. at Kevin McAllister and he's like, uh-uh, honey, I don't think so. And he just, like, does, like, a super, like, muggy look. And what I started thinking of immediately was, like, oh, it's, like, white lotus. It's, like, white lotus. <laughs> this is white lotus. <laughs> oh, my God, this is white lotus, dude. Tonight's the season two finale of white lotus. I know. And I'm like, babe, it's, like... Perfect moment. I want every single shot. White Lotus lost in New York. (laughs) Oh my, yeah. Just every shot, every time Tim Curry is interacting with or talking about Kevin McAllister, he's just like talking shit. Yeah, like you said, sniffing a rat. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I'm going to get this fucking guy. He keeps complaining about the pineapple sweet. (laughs) And I'm going to screw him over every chance I get. He sneaks into the hotel room and ends up in a bathroom with the guest. I'm like, oh my god, he's gonna get stabbed! Spoilers for White Lotus. Like, like, oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Um, dude, Tim Curry absolutely Uh, demolishes every scene he is in. Good. His Grinch smile. His Grinch smile. Yeah, I was just about to say the Grinch smile is perfect. And after when Catherine Um, O'Hara slaps him, his he's just like trembling his chin. Yes. He's like almost cries. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. When he's like he's like so proud when he's talking to her, and they're like, "You fucked up so bad," and he's like, uh, "When he just realizes how bad he fucked up." And then still just makes things worse by continuing to chime in. Yes. <laughs> and like, and obviously like the iconic angels with even filthier souls part. Lost yeah. The title. Again, I think that, I think I said this last week, but I do think this was a more entertaining uh, execution of the like, I'm going to use this videotape to like yeah. trick people and think that I'm shooting at them. Because I completely forgot about the, like, you've been sleeping with everybody around town. This guy, this guy. Smoochin'. Smoochin', whatever. And then uh, and yeah. then he said, and Cliff. Sleepy Mo. Yeah. And Cliff, and, like, one of the cops with him, his name is Cliff. And they're like, oh, my God. And he's like, it's not true. <laughs> I completely. <laughs> it's like the doorman. It's the hotel security. Right, whatever, the security guy. But I completely forgot about that, and I thought that was hilarious. I yeah, I forgot when, about that too. Like the Tommy gun goes off, and like all the guests are like poking their head out of the door, and Tim Curry is like not just crawling on the ground; he's not using his legs yeah, at all. Yeah, yeah. Just only arm strength. He's like, get back to your rooms. There's an insane guest with a gun. I know. Yeah. God, he fully commits. Put that in the. What? Put that in the White Lotus TikTok. I know. I love it. He's so good in this movie. I mean, he's good in every movie, but. Oh my god, another movie we have to quotes. Another movie we gotta put on the draft list is Clue. Speaking of Tim Curry. (gasps) Yes. I just rewatched that movie at some point this year and it was fine. Yeah. I rewatched it It recently as well. Um Um, Meg said is it just always nighttime in Florida? Because every time they cut to Florida, it's like nighttime and raining just to make it look miserable. But I just thought that was funny that they only ever showed it at night. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love, 
I know I'm just bouncing around here, but I love how respectful Kevin is that he asks everyone around if they're okay with him practicing his cannonball. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, oh, that's fine. And they're like, that's fine. <laughs> Go for it. Because he's like, also, so there's small. no pool in the Plaza Hotel. I looked okay, it up. Okay, I was wondering. I was like, as soon as that happened, I was like, there's no way there's a pool in the Plaza. And, and Meg was like, I don't know. I think, it, you know. And I looked it up, and it was at. Uh, a hotel in Chicago. Okay, I was wondering because I was like, "There's no pool at the plaza." I would be, yeah, I was a little surprised by that, but I'm like, but again, I was like, I don't know, it's a fancy hotel. Like, if any hotel in the city has one, it would probably be the plaza. But yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah. Um, um, the ice rink that Harry and Marv were at was the same ice rink that Meg and I just ice skated at. I was wondering at. about that. Was it Woolman's? Uh, oh my god, you're a woman. <laughs> um, was, I also was it what? Woolman's ice rink. I think that's the one that's like lower uh, down. S- and Marv and Harry were dressed like Brooklyn hipsters. So, like, were you wearing the same thing as <laughs> Marv and Harry at the ice rink? <laughs> I did start to have like a head cannon. Yes, it was Woolman's. Okay. I did start to have a head cannon moment of like, I've wonder if they're back if they came to new york because it because uh joe pesci i know in real life is from new jersey so in my head i'm like they were turning back to joe pesci's home to like restart after they've escaped from jail and like just they're somewhere familiar maybe they're staying with his mom or something like (laughs) oh my god joe pesci is at his pesciest yeah he's like his power grows stronger the more he's in New York. <laughs> um, I think they made Marv way dumber in this oh movie. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was already yeah. pretty dumb. And which I I understand that works for a kid's movie, but I was, like, pulled out every time. I mean, maybe he but has whatever. brain so damage. Maybe he just, yeah, he's had, <laughs> I was just about to say, he has so much CTE <laughs> that it's actually just depreciating his <laughs> mental capacity. And I mean... Okay. I, I mean, I don't know if that's going to swing us into all of the, like, bandit hijinks. Because <laughs> I all of the pranks in this movie were way more violent than the first one. Yes. Like, Marv takes, oh my like, God, six yeah. bricks to the head. <laughs> I counted. I, so, I did a running tally of every single injury. Um, well, at least I, I had to stop at a certain point. But... <laughs> I'll just run you through it, and then I have my synopsis of the outcome in real yeah. life. So, when they leave the toy store, and uh, Joe Pesci gets catapulted, oh, yeah. landing on the car, dead, or a broken back. Broken something. Brick to the head from two and a half stories up. Dead. Dead. Or at, <laughs> or dead at, at brick best, one. At best, severe brain damage. Yeah. Second brick to the head? Dead. Definitely dead. <laughs> Third brick to the head? So Overkill. dead. Fourth brick to the head? There's no more yeah. head. Like, it's paste. Yeah. Yes. Slipping on the fire escape after breaking a car? Even more of a broken yeah. back. Um, falling face first? A whole story? So, like, 12 feet? Broken nose, yeah. already severely brain damaged, coma if not already dead, <laughs> electrocuted by an arc welder, dead, dead. combusting in a toilet, dead. dead, 
100-pound bag of cement dropped two stories onto your head as you're looking up. Broken, broken neck, neck dead. and dead. Yeah. <laughs> um, falling from two stories after sustaining all of those injuries straight onto concrete, dead. Yeah. Sorry, three stories because they fell below where the door was down to the basement level. So it was three stories dead. That was on the rope. Yeah. And then he calls 911. Yeah. They would And then he slips once on ice and is completely incapacitated. <laughs> I'm so glad you brought this up because at first I was like like he's improving these booby traps, right? He just shows up to this construction site and is like, "All right, what do we got?" Like, this kid's going to be an engineer yeah. and a psychopath <laughs> because he's just like whipping this like elements of torture out so fast. Like Movie one, this is his home. He knows what's going on. He can figure out the situation. He's never been to this brownstone before. All these different elements of the Reno, and he's like, we he can might make have this been work. there before, but definitely not in its yeah, state. yeah. But then I thought, I was like, damn, Kevin is fucking brutal. The violence is insane. But then they catch him, and I'm like, you know what, Kevin is doing everything he can and these two fucking terminators are still <laughs> walking yeah. they're still walking like he's just like escalating the violence because he doesn't know what else to do they just keep coming for him mm-hmm. well okay he could have led them there and then called used the same payphone on the corner of the street to call the cops then and then led them through all of this the cops would have been there in time yeah uh, yeah. I still think that Kevin is trying his best and he's lit Joe Pesci's head on fire tw- no. twice. No, his, his whole plan. He premeditated this. Yeah. He wasn't doing it while they were knocking at the door. He knew, I'm going to catch him there, lead him here, kill them, and then call the cops afterwards. <laughs> yeah, he could have done... All, this was all premeditated. Yeah, this is not hold up in court. You're trying the to store. take out a threat, Gray. These two are unstoppable, and he's like, if I could kill them, the world would be better off, but it's impossible. He could have have called the cops when they were still in the store because he knew they were there and then got photographic evidence and then could have just hidden, Yeah. and they would have been caught. Like, he didn't have to alert them that he knew they were there. Yeah. It's a blood feud. It's a blood feud. This dude (laughs) is out for blood. He likes this. He wants it. He's going to grow up to be one of those X-Men villains that are like, I'm going to trap you trap you in my murder arcade. Yeah, honestly. he's Seriously, he, he... It's just... Oh, Meg's takeaway from the movie was, stop being such a kid's movie. Let someone die already. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Meg also wants blood. Somebody should have died. I mean, and the fact that they still survived all of that and were able... To chase Kevin to the park to finally be pecked yes. by birds, and like that's when the they're cops catch them. by birds. <laughs> like their one weakness, it's like an Achilles heel, right? It's like you have to know the magic spell. Birds are actually these immortal beings, as kryptonite. <laughs> well, don't forget birds and a snow shovel, right? Because that was the first movie. <laughs> the only thing that actually that finally yeah. took them down. <laughs> Those two was... very famous weaknesses. An old guy with a snow shovel. Well, great. As we know, birds are not real. 
Yeah, well, then how did they stop them? They're all robots. Government drones. Yeah, yeah, government drones, true. of course. And <laughs> how, how else are you going to stop a Terminator if not for dozens of dozens of Terminator, like, government does that mean? Drone? Does that mean the pigeon lady is actually, like, a secret agent? <laughs> she is she also control. a That's a how drone. she can control yes. all those birds. The bird She's the charging order? station. She's a charging station. She's a Tesla supercharger. That's why for she doesn't bird have drones. a name. Her name is Pigeon Lady because that's her cover. It's an acronym. <laughs> People yeah. independently <laughs> generating on New York. You what? <laughs> Hold on, I'm gonna get this. Uh, independent primary generating independent. Energy. Yes, generator. Um, generator, energy en of energy now, <laughs> energy. energizing. Uh, hold on, what's the word? Not operatives. There we go. Energizing operatives. Energizing operatives in New York. <laughs> pigeon, the CIA's <laughs> pigeon program. Yes. <laughs> And like, Primary independent generator energizing operatives in New York. So we're going to disguise her as a homeless lady in New York City. But we can't have people on her track. We can't have people ask questions. I know. We'll make her Irish. <laughs> no one will ask questions. Everyone knows New York hates the dirty Irish. No one will think twice. Gosh. It'll be part. This is all... I was just say, and this is also from what it sounds like, 1950s CIA, which are probably all Irish there. dudes. <laughs> They're Dude, all Irish Catholics. And she, like, they, they think she's just a robot. But after spending decades in New York as an operative, as a as a pigeon operative, she's developed feelings. <laughs> she knows what it is to love, and that's why she helps she's, Kevin. She's yeah. gained sentience. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so. Yeah, this movie yeah. was a little... Yeah, like, the Can I Follow was... It's, it's the exact same movie as the first one. But How not is it hard to follow? really. It's just, like, there was a lot going on. It was, like, he had the whole, like, feud with the hotel, and then we throw in the bandits again. And I know it's, like, a, he has to save the day, but it's just, like, the, the threads connecting that were very loose for me i disagree and that's why i mean i know they escaped from jail it just seemed like what are the chances and also why is this kevin's problem now like all of a sudden the okay it's genuinely if i you. were if i were him and maybe this is the difference between kevin McAllister and myself <laughs> but if i were in his position and i was a 10 year old kid alone in new york when it's fucking freezing during Christmas time, you're literally just like biding time until you can, you know, be brought back home. I wouldn't leave the fucking suite. Me neither. That's why the hotel plotline. The hotel plotline has to force Kevin out of safety because there's no. Well, he no, he keeps to... running into trouble because he keeps leaving and interacting with them. No, but the hotel staff has it out for him. Kim Curry is, like, going into his apartment. He's, like, checking the stolen credit card. He's trying to confront him. The hotel is a rich person paradise, so the wet bandits, sticky bandits, would never have been able to go in if Kevin had that as a hideaway. So there needed to be a tension that forces Kevin out of the hotel and onto the streets where he has to get crafty. And 
Yeah. Well, I understand the plot point, but that doesn't mean it's a followable plot. I, like, I can fill in the blanks, but it's just like, it takes a little, it's a little bit of whiplash. It's a little bit of whiplash. Splitting hairs a little bit. I don't know. But I think, (laughs) so Gray, I'm wondering why your Christmas spirit is so low. Don't even compare okay, it to the so, first one, Gray. Like the Christmas spirit is banging. I think well, it's still pretty Christmassy. Again, I think the Christmas spirit is—it's not as much of the driving force of this movie as like Elf, obviously, even as the Home Alone one, because Christmas is a background character to this plot. But the whole—the only Christmas part charity. of the plot that's yeah, the, but that could have been any type of charity at any time of the year but it wasn't it was about christmas it was christmas. and that was part of the no plot. but i but it but it Turtle wasn't dogs. really about christmas it was about children but like but it was new like new york and Chris, every single inch of this movie is covered in like christmas decorations the score like sounds so nutcrackery and the home alone score is such an institution of christmas as well the final major plot that's why it's a six. set was the rockefeller tree I don't know. It's... I still Again, think it's I only six. the only part to me that felt very Christmassy were like the first ten to fifteen minutes when he's with his family, and the last like fifteen minutes when he's like he sees like or I guess like right before he does the plot, he sees the little child, stares him down for twenty five seconds, and then just runs away. Which Wait. I think if you were a kid in that child that children's hospital, this is just another point I want to make. Imagine. You're a kid in a children's hospital. You see a kid outside. You wave at him. He waves at you. And then he just looks at you for like 25 seconds and then just runs away <laughs> at a full sprint. You'd be so confused. But anyway, that is a very gay moment. And I think uh, Christmas is a very gay holiday. So I think it all works. I know, um, but I feel like two... the charity is for giving like presents to Christmas presents to children. Is it not? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's like. I mean, it's it's a, money for the children's hospital. It's not necessarily. It's not presents. It's, it's that chest of money. But it's still like for Christmas. It's like a Christmas fundraiser. Again, I don't know. It's like when do I, toy stores make the most money? Or right up to Christmas time, and so they know that they're about to make the most money that they would all year, and they're purposely doing a charitable thing, which is like a Christiany thing sometimes. And two separate points in this movie, Kevin is just staring out into the New York City skyline, and there's a bright star and, like, big Jesus-y chorus music. Like, I think they do try to inject, like, the spirit of Christianity in terms of Christmasiness, even if they're not hitting the family angle as hard as they did in the first one. Yeah, I did think it was strange. I mean, like, I know it's because they don't know where he is, but, like, the first movie, Catherine O'Hara is, like, as soon as she realizes Kevin is gone, she is on a fucking mission. And she is, like, not stopping or sleeping or anything until she gets him, gets back to him. But in this movie, she seems, like, way, she doesn't seem. That definitely takes a back she doesn't seat. Take yeah. a, she doesn't seem as, like, stressed about it, which I'm, like. She's not trying to get back to Chicago as soon as possible because that's where the cop thinks he is at first. Yeah. I mean, again, so I, know I actually don't know where he I read, is, but... I I read in the IMDb that Catherine O'Hara was worried her character wasn't trying hard enough to find Kevin, so scenes were added to show her concern. She said she even practiced her quote guilty sad face at home. 
So like she felt that yeah, same sentiment yeah. in the script as well, and they had to like go back and add more scenes of her trying because it was just like so lackluster in this film. Yeah, that was strange to me too. I think that's another little baby bit taking away from my followability. Followability. I'll give you, I'll give you that one because I too felt like I felt like they didn't hit family as a theme as hard as they did in the first one. But I do think that like charity was their big totally. Christmassy theme. Totally. And it was just it was just they were immersed in Christmas the whole time. Every inch of this. Yeah, but okay, but movie. think about think about Home Alone one. Don't think about Home Alone. I mean, it's I mean, it's not like every single plot point of Home Alone one was about Christmas too. Again, he was immersed in Christmas time, but it was mostly about him like figuring out how to like take care of himself and then protecting his house from robbers. I mean, it's the same. Well, no. So like, one of the ruses was a holiday party where he had all that shit set up with the holiday party. There was, I mean, even like one of the booby traps was broken christmas ornaments on the floor Uh, these are just the things that come to mind he goes to church on christmas eve like and that's where he gets the the connection with the old guy like i don't know i think and then obviously if we're if we're talking about this season elf the driving plot of this movie is christmas spirit that is like the point of that movie so that's a 10 if if elf is a 10 i think that I, I, I'm moving mine from a six to a seven. Okay, that feels more right to me. All right, that feels, yeah. I just thought that six, I don't even know why I'm arguing for you, Allegra. But I just, yes, I just you thought do, that. because it's right and I you're thought, following your heart. I thought six just sounded really low. Yeah. But, yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, no skin Holland, on my back. Why is this not, like, why is your hold-up score? I just want to examine it. It's a perfectly fine hold-up score. I But you said, when you said your score, I don't know why it's not a 10. Um... Because, like, Home Alone 1, Home Alone 2, that's a perfect Christmas double feature. Honestly, I don't know. I think I just wanted to not give you a 10, so <laughs> I can raise it. I like. I honestly. All right. Let's run. I don't let's have run a through our final it's, score. I think oh wait, it holds, sorry, you're so I think again. it holds up. Like it still holds up pretty well as a movie. Before we end, I just want to look through my um, notes real fast to see if there's anything. Oh, uh, when they're in Miami and they're all watching the news, the aunt is filing her nail and then licks the nail the the finger she was filing, and I thought that was really gross. <laughs> That's so weird. And then I called the pigeon lady the Jennifer Coolidge of this White Lotus scenario. Well, uh, that doesn't ring true to me at all. I think I just said that because I thought it'd be funny. Like, imagine if Jennifer Coolidge played the pigeon. I mean, I think she could pull that off, but maybe you you just mean like as in a, an outlandish role that she could pull off, not necessarily her character on the White Lotus. Correct. Okay, because I'm like her character is. Very far from Pigeon Lady <laughs> on the White Lotus. Jennifer Coolidge could do Pigeon Lady, but Pigeon Lady could not, could not do yeah, Jennifer Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that. <laughs> Amen. Okay. I'm ready for final scores. God damn it. All right. Christmas Spirit, I brought to a seven. I'm keeping mine at an eight. Thank you. Okay. Sit through, I'm keeping at a nine. I'm keeping mine at an eight. Appropriate, I have a ten. Same. Does it hold up? I have a 10. I bumped mine up to a 10. Can I follow? I'm keeping out a 7. Same. Okay. 
So as I tallied true. up, do you want to give bonus uh, points? I don't want to. <laughs> hey, Holland, I'll just say you don't have to. I know. I'm trying to think. Honestly, though, fucking Tim Curry is so good. He's so good. His grinchy smile. <laughs> Sit um, so, Holland, be, are you doing I it? have to be fair. Like, if... If I if the points weren't a factor, I would give it a bonus point. So I'm giving it a fucking bonus point for Tim Curry. I can't be bitter about it as much as I want to be. Okay. I don't know. I think I'm going to um, lose. I feel like I'm going to lose. I love you. This is, this, this is the spirit of Christmas running through you. <laughs> I'm going to give a bonus point as well um, because I this was a point I didn't talk about because there was no way to bring it up. But I really, really liked Kevin's jacket. I was like, I would wear that jacket. The, like, olive and yellow jacket. I just, I really liked it. So that's my, that's, that's my point. extra one. Oh, no, obviously. No, no, no. I changed my mind. I'm not giving a bonus point for that. I am giving a bonus point for what I think is my favorite joke in the whole movie. Is when he's sitting on in his bed at the suite. And he has a fucking attendant making him an ice cream sundae. And he goes, two scoops, sir. And he goes, two, make it three. I'm not driving. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. I like that Fantastic. That's Wonderful. That's every kid's fantasy, too. Yeah. Yes. So, final scores with the bonus point. Hold on. I want to see both of your faces. I believe, Allegra, you need an 86 to tie. Yeah. And an 87 to win. So your final score with two bonus points added on is an 88. Oh, my God! It would have been a tie with no bonus points. By the skin of your teeth. you talked me up because you talked me up to get a better Christmas score. And because you brought your hold up, yeah. or I think yeah, my hold up. it was hold up. And then we each gave a bonus point. Wow. You you dug your own grave, Holland. I'm sorry. Right. I knew that was possible. I knew that was possible. I've like accepted. <laughs> oh God, so I so, lost. I've officially lost. I wanna yep. thank all the fans. For believing in me wow you beat me by two points honestly though i'm proud of myself for at least getting for bringing up my dog shit score to be able to still make it competitive remain at competitive the yeah honestly everyone round of applause round. for this season for, we just get, for all three of us this season yeah. amazing yeah. thank really you good. to the fans for contributing <laughs> in our scores yes. I, uh, not necessarily mine, but the girls' scores. Thank I you. I could not have done this without the fans. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think <laughs> they they were on point. your side by voting on my elf score too, because I did not get a if I didn't get a if I had gotten a bonus point, you still would have beat me, but it would have been my one. <laughs> yeah, it was so much. Wow. So wow, 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 wow. dependent hey, on. Fans? Maybe next year we can get me to the top. Maybe next year we can get me to win. I'm a middle child this year and I'm happy with it, but 2023. Wow. So as we look back on this season and we, 
before we pull the final movie of season two. Wow. Oh my god, that's so weird. Wait, no trivia? He's doing that now. Oh no, I'm gonna say I'm going to do trivia. Thank you for ruining (laughs) my perfect segue. trivia about the podcast itself and i was like oh no that's not what i was gonna do um so movie came out november 20th 1992 budget 28 million which was a big leap from home alone one's budget i'm pretty sure home alone one's budget hold on was 18 okay so never mind it was barely more um but it was a 20 million budget and it uh grossed 359 million worldwide. Wow. Still short of the first one's 476.7 million box office. I mean, I'm sure that was a hard one to beat. Yeah. Home Alone 1. Well, usually sequels have a higher one, I thought. I guess that's true. Anyways, lower budget, higher box office on the first one, which is just impressive. I don't know. Anyways, so. In February of 91, the Los Angeles Times reported that John Hughes was to sign a six-picture deal with 20th Century Fox. Among the projects was a sequel to Home Alone. In May of 1991, Macaulay Culkin was paid $4.5 million plus 5% of the film's gross to appear in the sequel. So that is, what, 5% of 359 million... I'm going to say that's 7 million, 359 million times 0.05. Oh, nope. That's $18 million. Oh, like Damn. Way more than seven. That's the budget. <laughs> yeah, I did. Basically. I did it wrong. Um, <laughs> There's a reason so, why he's the richest Colkin. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ. So compared to. The $110,000 he got for the first movie. Wow. So they're probably kind of giving him some some back end. Kick, yeah. Um, yeah. So according to the director, Chris Columbus, Donald Trump, who was the owner of the Plaza Hotel at the time, allowed the crew to shoot scenes in the lobby in exchange for a cameo in addition to the standard fee for film productions. In 2021, Colkin endorsed a petition to edit out Trump's cameo when he replied to a tweet asking to digitally replace Trump with an older rendition of Colkin. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been amazing. Oh my god, that's so funny. This film was the third highest grossing film released in 1992 behind The Bodyguard and Aladdin. Uh, the pigeon attack sequence was filmed uh, on March, whatever. According to Joe Pesci, the crew covered him and Daniel Stern with real bird seed in about 300 pigeons. Oh, my God. Daniel Stern actually had a pigeon in his mouth at one point Ugh. that he called, that he said was, quote, revolting. I can um, only imagine. After one scene, after a certain scene, Macaulay Culkin asked Joe Pesci why he never smiled. Pesci told him to shut up. <laughs> at the time, Pesci said, quote, He's pampered by a lot. He's pampered a lot by a lot of people, but not me. And I think he likes that. <laughs> um, yeah, director Chris Columbus recalled that the production spent a lot of money on artificial snow for Central Park. Mm. And then New York City had a blizzard. <laughs> <laughs> um, he also recalls during filming... Quote, I was up on 140th, 140th Street in Harlem, 
it was three in the morning and I was walking to get a cup of coffee. These two kids come up to me and said, what's the name of the movie? I said, Home Alone 2. And they said, what do you do? I said, I'm the director. And they said, oh, you're John Hughes. <laughs> um, and then lastly, oh, I already said this earlier, but when Kevin visits the various New York City landmarks, he visits the World Trade Center. Um, that shot was removed from the television broadcast after 2001 out of respect for the victims of the 9-11 attacks. But as of Christmas 2018, the scene at the World Trade Center has been restored. So that was the Home Alone 2 trivia. Wow. Thank you. Some some good stuff. <laughs> so, um, shit, guys. Final movie. Uh, okay. Who's got the hat? Got I think right, Holland we, has the hat. If we don't do the White Lotus TikTok, we can just put... Uh, quotes from succession over all of Kiri and Culkin scenes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I've picked a name from the hat. All right. We're doing the Santa Claus. Hey. Hey. I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> Are you excited? Because you, you already, did you already your watched it. <laughs> I'm like, I was genuinely really pumped to talk about the Santa Claus today. And I was really bummed to find out that I fucked up. And not just for the reason that it's very annoying and inconvenient. I was like, damn, I had a great time watching the Santa Claus. I just want to talk <laughs> about it with you guys. And I did actually genuinely pull it. So Oh, cool. No I, cheating. I didn't cheat. I promise, listeners. I don't even know if we mentioned that that was the movie that Allegra accidentally watched, but she fully just thought we chose the Santa Claus. I don't even know where that came from. <laughs> I think I just wanted to watch you just the Santa wanted Claus to watch so it. badly that my brain was like, yeah, we're watching the Santa Claus. Yeah. So, whatever. But I'm excited to watch it. <laughs> it's been I'll a while. I'll Plus. But yeah. I'm excited to watch it too. I have not seen this movie in a very it's long time. It's been a time. minute. It's been a minute. I mean, I think I saw it when I was a teen, and I think I was like, "Yeah, this is dumb," but I think it's because I was a teen. So, <laughs> I will say, I'm going into it with open, with an open mind, and it doesn't matter anyways. So, yeah, whatever. It's your movie, so you don't even have to score it. So, <laughs> <laughs> right. So, I mean, compared to the last Tim Allen movie we watched, it's uh, a whole lot better. <laughs> that's what was the la- oh jungle the jungle oh, yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. um i didn't understand the pun in the title of the santa claus oh yeah until <laughs> Same. so Same. way too late in my life i think Same. i thought I santa say. claus was spelled with an e just for a large portion of my life me too just because of this movie <laughs> yep same yeah um what was i gonna say Oh, yeah, so I've officially lost. So Gray will officially be punishing me. Um, I th- guess, I think... I'll announce the punishment at the next recording. Okay, great. Because I haven't thought of one yet. Okay, and yeah, so... And make sure it's something that I can do in Maryland because I think we're going to be recording the punishment over Christmas, like when we're at our dad's yes. house. So... Yeah, I want to... I'm, I'm, planning on trying to make it more interactive okay like between the three of us because the last year's one it was just like allegra had to sit in a room for like six hours (laughs) and just come out periodically yeah yeah so i want it to be something that we can have schadenfreude over okay okay yeah that we can we can witness your misery okay 
<laughs> I was so pissed that I had to watch three goddamn movies in a row because I was like, I'm going to spend six hours of my vacation with my family who I barely get to see locked in the room watching three Vanessa Hudgens fall in love. Like, this fucking sucks. I want to hang out with you guys. Yeah. Yeah, don't worry. I'll, I'll make it more <laughs> fun for Holland. Well, I'll make it more fun for us, Allegra. Yeah. <laughs> I'll hopefully make it not fun at all for Holland. Yeah, make, you're going to make it fun for you guys and for the listeners, just not fun for me. Oh, yes, how the mighty have fallen. <laughs> Allegra, I would, I would love some suggestions we can brainstorm. Ooh, okay. Oh, that's true. God damn it. I did, I did kind of. I got to brainstorm with Holland last year. I know, I did run year, my so. ideas by you last year, so. Uh, Greg is sitting in the room where it happens. <laughs> oh, I'm getting so I'm nervous I'm the one who knocks. <laughs> wow. Speaking of, that was a pun because Allegra's wearing a Walter White Christmas sweater. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, um, well, I, oh, I never all right, know. guys. That's all, right. all we got for today. Um, please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Latchkey Sibs. Please, especially, or you can email us at latchkeysibs at gmail.com. And please check our Instagram stories every week so you can vote on our movies. There's only two more voting opportunities of the year. I guess it doesn't really matter anymore, really. But, like, whatever. If you want to throw Allegra an extra point just to really secure her win, taking a point away won't really do anything at this point. But, you know, whatever. Oh, it's man. Fine. Imagine if there was a, a tie. If there was a We'd tie. We'd have to do, like, a watch-off. If there, Well, if there was a tie, then the viewers really would have – it would have been in their hands. No, but I mean, like – what if she was up by one and then lost a point and it ended in a tie? Yeah, that would be crazy. We, yeah, I don't know. We'd have to figure out some kind of tiebreaker. I don't even know what we would have done. My vote yeah. would have been Gray doesn't get another movie. And then, like, we go again and we have to watch, like, two more movies. Oh, but that that, that throws off the whole schedule. <laughs> or maybe we could have done some sort of... No, like... what I would do... No, here's what I would do. As the like you know out of the race person i would do a trivia competition of the movies we watched Ooh, throughout the series that's a good idea and that's you guys would have had to compete idea. okay i would i would have been down for that okay well we'll keep that I... in we'll keep that in mind if we ever encounter a tiebreaker in the future it's like that episode yeah. of friends where they have to yeah. do trivia exactly <laughs> love it love it okay well, that's all we Chenandler have. Bong. Yeah. Ms. Ms. Chenandler Bong. What's um, Joey's favorite food? Sandwiches. <laughs> um, okay, so that's all we got for this week. Um, next week we're watching the Santa Claus. And until then, goodbye. Tran- Transponsting. He's a transponster. <laughs> that's not even that's a word. word. <laughs> all right. Bye. Sorry, that's my favorite episode of Fred. It's a very down. iconic one. It's a very iconic I took, yeah. one. I took a women of comedy movie history class, and they were like, "We're gonna watch the best episode of Friends." And it was that and one. It's the one. With yeah. The, the one with the embryos. <laughs> Love it. How How old was Chandler when he lost his or when he lost his virginity? Nineteen. Thanks, man. <laughs> like, no, twenty-one. Like. Oh yeah, no, twenty-one. Yeah, yeah and he just goes, "Thanks, man." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh man, I'm gonna watch that today. I'm gonna do that right now. That's a good idea. Um, all right, but seriously, yeah, follow us on all this shit. Uh, we love you. Thank you for everyone who continues to send us emails. I don't think we got oh, one for this I week. We do have 
have an Instagram. Oh yeah, so we got an Instagram DM from Raya. I might be saying your name incorrectly. I'm sorry. But uh, she sent us a message a little while ago um, saying, Hi, I'm late. I had all these notes on Little Rascals and completely forgot to send. Now it feels too late. But I had an idea for you guys. It may be too late for this season and we need some brainstorming slash tweaking from the Baker Sibs. But it could be a nice twist on the concept of the show slash scoring slash agenda. Don't feel like you have to respond to these or even take the suggestion. This is just a quick brain dump-esque idea. Sorry if there's a lot. I think it only allows one minute audios. So she sent a lot of audio clips, so I'll play them all now. And if it's a lot, I'll like edit the to the necessary parts. I haven't listened to these yet, so... They're not playing. <laughs> Did they expire? I don't know, because I never even opened them. I never even played them to begin with. Oh, my gosh. I think they expired. I waited too long to listen to them. Okay, Aww. Rhea, please resend these maybe in a text, um, because <laughs> the audio is not working. I don't know why. Dang it. I was like, we had something this time, and now it's, like, incomplete um so sorry about that please send us it send them to send it to us in an email maybe it'll be better there latchkeysibs at gmail.com and it'll be a better for like longer form things so i'd love to hear your idea but and we are i guess maybe a little sneak peek we are already talking about switching up the format a little bit next season um so I'm, I think we're open to any and all ideas, but we have started, we've started forming a new one. So stay tuned for we'll that. An- we'll announce that during the punishment episode. Yeah, we'll announce it during the punishment. Okay. Uh, anyway, that's all we really have for today. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye.